Welcome to the Halloween Unleashed Podcast. And now, here are your hosts for the week. Welcome everyone to Halloween Unleashed and I am your host Chris Morgan and here we are Halloween weekend and it's kind of hard to believe how fast this year has gone. Now we will get into the Halloween Kills review that I said that I would give. Um, but before we do all that I had been talking about for the last couple of episodes how there was going to be a group of friends coming in to town. We were going to do a convention together called Spooky Empire. And Hannah Price, who you've heard on this uh, show before, Corey Jones, you've heard on this show before. Uh, Chad Morphus has done several live call-ins. Hunter Hood, which you've seen his pictures all over the place. Matthew Gross. Um, Daniel Parker. And several of us all got together and, you know, made a weekend out of it. Now, for those that have seen the pictures know that we have had a ton of fun and everything. I I will say that the convention itself, I have been to better Spooky Empire conventions, but... I don't think I've had a better weekend ever at a Spooky Empire, if that makes sense. Like, the convention to me was a little, uh, you know, just getting back into the swing of things post-COVID. I get all that. Um, trying to get their, their sea legs back underneath them. The venue was a little weird. Um, the layout of the convention was a little strange this time uh, versus years past. Uh, the 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 attendance was down in in my opinion compared to years past. The after party was down in attendance to years past. But the camaraderie, the 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 fun, the love, and just the overall stories that we shared as a group. Like we we would go up into the room, and we'd sit up in the room and you know pound beers or peanut butter whiskey screwball um for for several hours and just shoot the shit before we would suit back up go back downstairs and do our thing or people would go out to the pool or you know we would sit around and watch halloween on 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 blu-rays or what have you i mean it was just we made whatever was lacking in that convention we made up for it tenfold uh we met new friends along the way we had uh, someone join us on Friday that turned out to be a lot of fun, and um, she ended up becoming part of our crew throughout the weekend, which was a lot of fun. And uh, I don't know if she wants her name mentioned on this podcast, so I won't. But uh, you know, I'm very hopeful that uh, 
you know, we'll get to see her again. And uh, she was she was a lot of fun. And, you know, she helped contribute to an already stacked fun weekend. Now, um, Sunday night, we all commemorated back to uh, my residence where we um, had barbecue and um, we played played uh, football and cornhole and different things outside in the late afternoon. Um, some of us were, were, you know, I'm speaking for myself, but some of us were a little hungover from the weekend, so not a lot of us did a whole lot of, you know, sport activities. But then came time to watch Halloween Kills and... Uh, we're going to have a reaction episode. Believe me, I, I, I've got to see it again. Um, but I want to, I didn't want to watch it twice and have a, an opinion either way. I just wanted to kind of lay out what I saw. Um, I'm going to say for those that have doubted or, quote unquote called me out on some of their podcasts for um, saying that I never read a real script. Well that's bullshit. Were there a few things changed from the movie from the script from the script I read? A few things. Not very many. I'd say probably three or four things changed. But I and changed is being um being very giving um, to that, it it was more uh, altered, and the the order in which they happen changed, but the overall outcome was exactly the same. But so the script that I read was exactly ex- exactly um, to the T of the film I watched. Now. What helped this movie probably rank higher on a Halloween fan scale? This is why I'm going. Uh, I, I I don't know. It's you know it's definitely bottom third. Bottom third for me. Um, I didn't love it. You know, and that doesn't make me a hater. If 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 you love Halloween Kills and rank it as you know uh, the top three in your in your ranking system. More power to you. Um, I'm just going to give you, you know, because this is a Halloween podcast, I'm going to give you my review. Um, I thought that the flashback scenes were were done well. Um, That was the one thing that really stood out to me was how much fun um, the 70s and 80s were. But, I mean, I thought that they got the look uh, pretty close um, as far as like you know the, the the backdrop, but I will say the cinematography was definitely different in the flashback. So if you were to watch Halloween '78 and then turn right around and watch the flashback scenes from this, you'd be able to pick up on the lighting and the cinematography, and everything was was different. Now, one thing I did pick up on inside the Myers house, there was a lot more cobwebs inside the Myers house this go around than there was in 78 and maybe we're, we're just seeing more of the house this time. I don't know, but that was the first thing that stood out. I'm like, I don't remember there being this many cobwebs in the, 
in the original film, but maybe I missed it. Um, I've heard a lot of praise for the way the in the flashback scenes Myers acted like Nick Castle. I've I've read that for two weeks and I couldn't disagree more. I think that he had the walk down. Um, I like the walk, but I felt like again, if you look at the character characterization of Myers in 1978 and how he moved and how he attacked, and then you turn right around and watch this, the flashback scenes in this. When he grabs the cop, springs out from the closet and tries, tries to almost, in, in a sense, reenact the Bob sequence, he does not move the same. He absolutely does not move the same. And this one felt like a very much more aggressive, uh, intentional, over-the-top, I'm-going-for-blood-and-guts type Myers versus one that was kind of, I'm going to, I'm going to get you no matter what. But I'm going to uh, almost like protect myself first and I'm going to move uh, with methodical movements. And this one, it was just boom, here I am. And so I I don't know if people are comparing the walk to Nick Castle or just saying that, you know, the, the 78 Myers is flashback was was spot on. I, I don't know. I'm just telling you what I've read from people saying for the last two weeks versus what I saw because I was expecting to basically see a recreation of Nick Castle out there and I definitely didn't see it. Um, the flashback mask looked good. Definitely wasn't the 75 Kirk or the 78 Myers. Um, but it did look good. The coveralls were definitely off. There was no bullet holes after he got shot six times um, by Loomis. So, again, that was a little weird, but the coverall coloring and all that stuff was definitely off. They went with the navy blue in this one, um, which was, was which was which which threw me off a little bit. But trying not to bitch too much, um, I thought that it was very, very well done. I thought that the recreation of the Myers house was spot on, was great. I also love seeing the updated someone living in that house present day. I loved seeing that too. Um, the constant evil dies tonight was overbearingly bad the first time I heard it, let alone the 10th. 15th, 20th, 30th, 50th time I heard it was just like nails on a fucking chalkboard. And it, it really, really pulled me out of the film. Um, the dialogue, the acting, which I already knew about the dialogue was going to be kind of hokey. That's, what, that's one of the things I said on several podcasts that the script is not good. And it was a lot of the dialogue. It was the it was the dialogue. Um, I was hoping that the actors were going to make chicken salad out of chicken shit, and it didn't happen. Unfortunately, it 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 exposed bad dialogue with very poor performances. I thought, um, in a way, it felt like 
the entire film was a made-for-TV, straight-to-DVD, uh, Michael Myers movie, um, just with over-the-top violence. And um, that's going to be another thing I'm going to talk about here in a minute. But it just the whole the whole interaction between the characters, the structure, the way it was edited, uh, put together like in a timeline. We start out with the 78 flashbacks. I mean, personally, I would have loved to have seen the 78 flashbacks that we saw in this one in the last movie, um, especially the beginning, because you go to that, then you go to the start of the aftermath of Lori being taken to the hospital and all of that. And then we jump back to something else. Then we go to something else. And then finally, 20 minutes into the movie, we get how Myers gets out of that house. It was just, it was really odd how it was constructed and put together um, from an editing perspective um, that I just, I personally didn't care for. Um, It would have been nice if they would have started it out um, you know, with, uh, Lori and, uh, Allison and Karen in the back of the truck, you know, heading out. And then we go to the, the, you know, the firefighters showing up to the house. He breaks out. Then we cut to, uh, Lori and everybody being wheeled into the hospital and just, I mean, just some creative decisions were really odd. Now, I'm going to say this. For those of you that love over-the-top, in-your-face, to the point that you're beat over the head with it, violence and gore, this movie spares no expense to that. I said on many podcasts reading the script that this was, you know... um, Halloween 2018 with the violence with the volume turned up and lo and behold I was not lying um so I did not enjoy that um especially the scene where he kills the couple towards the very beginning um and he's sitting there with about 30 knives just continuing to stab the guy and I'm like why what's the point you stabbed him once, we get it. Stabbed him twice, we get it. Why do you need to keep stabbing him over and over and over and over again? I mean, that was very Rob Zombie-esque, you know, from the Rob Zombie films when, you know, he whacks the kid in the face with the with the stick and then he just keeps whacking him over and over and we have to sit there and watch it and watch it. And it's like, fuck, we get it already. You know, you don't have to keep doing that. We understand. Um... Some of the kills were cool, but again, just too much. You know, could they have been cut down on the violence a little bit? And again, if you like the violence, more power to you. I mean, I'm not going to sit out here and say you're wrong for that. I'm just saying that's your cup of tea versus mine. And I have never come out and said that this is an official Halloween podcast. This is a fan-based podcast, and we're all allowed to have different opinions. So... Um, this is just my take, you know, um, trying to just really, I I don't want to, I don't want this episode to be too long. I just want to kind of just hit a lot of the highlights, 
Um, I just thought that Lori and Hawkins were kind of unnecessary in this movie. Um, I didn't like, I mean, I liked seeing all the cameos, which was cool, but what was the point of bringing them all back? If you're just going to kill them all off, that just makes no sense to me. Um, well, except for Lindsay, we don't know where, where she ended up. She was just laying out there in the grass in the park or whatever. And we never saw her again. So going forward, I, I, I almost felt like Michael Myers has turned into Jason Voorhees in these last two films. And I don't necessarily like it. And again, for, for, for those of you who say, well, this is just a horror film. Halloween was always different. Halloween was always above and beyond a different franchise. Yes, he was a horror icon. But go back to what made him that horror icon. It was the stalking. It was the setting up the traps, bringing people into a corner and picking them off one by one and doing it very stealthily. It wasn't just constantly in your face over and over and over and over again. Now, the one thing I, I will I will pay a lot of a lot of credit to. I liked seeing elements of Myers to- toying with people again in this one. It was cool. Yeah, I I really liked that. I thought that the cinematography and the look and to create the atmosphere uh as much as I brag about Halloween 6, um this was a beautiful film to watch from a cinematography perspective, which is kind of like right up my alley. They did an amazing job. Um, I love the little, um, you know, thing that, uh, that Michael did with the couple in inside the Myers house where he propped them up exactly how they're posed in one of the pictures. I thought that was brilliant. You know, that is classic Myers. I just wish that we would have seen more of that type of stuff where he's sneaking up on people and toying with people and screwing with people. And then finally he gets them, but we don't get the over-the-top violence. And to, to me, I think that this lacked some jump scares that they could have gotten out of us. It was just straight into the kill versus uh, leading us in and then scaring us and then hitting us with the with the kill. Um Still, you heard me after 2018, I'll say it again, did not like Judy Greer. I've never really cared for her much, and um, her her character in this one was brutal. Um, you know, we're going to cover the ending in just a minute, but it's just, just hard to watch. But again, everybody in this film was hard to watch. It was just the performances were so bad. The dialogue was so terrible that they really didn't have a whole lot to work with. Um, there was a lot of things that just didn't make a whole lot of sense. Um, you know, I felt that they spent way too much time in the hospital with the escape mental patient that they thought was Myers. I didn't think they needed all that. I think that they could have added more meat on the bone with uh, with some with some clever storytelling versus anything. Um, I felt as a as far as a cohesive story, which early Halloweens are absolutely known for, is their storytelling. 
this one fell short. The storytelling was all over the place, which I read the script, so I was expecting. But um, it was just it was just uh, for, from a creative aspect, it was a mess. From the performance aspect and the execution, it was a mess. Sprinkled in with a bunch of really cool uh, elements to it. So it's really hard for me to rank this. You know, um, um, let's let's talk about the ending real fast, and then and then I'll wrap it up with that. You go through this elaborate plan to get everybody together. You go through this elaborate backstory of how Hawkins could have ended Myers and he didn't because uh, he stopped Loomis from shooting him in the back of the head, blah, 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 blah. Okay, fine. Hawkins wasn't there during this mob scene, which again, renders him kind of useless. But the way he was laying a lot of that stuff out, it made you think, okay, cool. You know, um, that's going to play into... um, what this mob is going to do. They're not going to let him up. And they beat him senseless, but they all know that he survived gun gunshots and um, a fire and everything else. You just think a few sticks and baseball bats and punches and kicks are going to do this guy in? Okay. They had 12-gauge 12 12 shotguns. They had guns. Um, why didn't anybody put a bullet in the back of his head? Or take their 12-gauge and blow his fucking head off. I mean, come on. Karen, when she walks up and stabs him, she stabs him in the shoulder. Why not stab him in the back of the head? Where the brain is. You kill the brain, you kill the person. I mean, he should have been dead already, but I mean, I'm trying to suspend disbelief here. So, I mean, that was a really odd choice. And then once again, for the second movie in a row, she says, gotcha. Oh, that was just cringeworthy. But um, then her her daughter just goes through this huge ordeal and she has to go upstairs. First and foremost, okay, and I don't know how many people know much about crime scenes or anything like that, but that entire house was a crime scene. Karen would have would not allowed to been allowed upstairs due to the fact that it was a crime scene. So there's there's plot hole number one. Yes, there's plot holes all over the place in this movie, but that's that's a major plot hole. She would have never have been able to to be allowed to go upstairs. Second of all, why would she leave her daughter, who just broke her leg basically, and has just watched her boyfriend get mutilated? And just comes uh, face to face with the shape. Just lost her dad a couple hours prior. Why would she leave her daughter and go upstairs to go whatever she was? I don't even know what the purpose of her going upstairs was. No clue. But my second problem with the ending was Myers appears behind her. Cool shot. A very cool shot. But... I've heard I, I've read people say, "Oh well, he went through the back door instead of the front door." Okay, I get it. He went through the back door, but the stairs are at the front of the house, so he would have had to walk through the house from the back, walk around, go up the stairs, where there was like thirty people inside that house. 
Not one person ever saw him and said, wait a minute, he shouldn't be here, and then taken him out. That doesn't make any sense to me. So it's either it's a hallucination, and she'll be back in the third one, or that was just a major plot hole for the sake of uh, the shock death ending that that we ended up getting. Now, the major difference between the script I read and this was the fact that uh, the ending was changed. It was completely changed. Um, in the ending that I read in the script, it was the mob getting around him and then starting to beat him senseless, and then it just cut to credits. That's that's the ending I read. So obviously they they changed it and added this ending on. But I don't know if it makes it better though. Um, it 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 adds a lot more questions than it does answers. But overall, again, I'm still trying to figure this out. I'm going to watch it again, and then I'm going to do a reaction episode with a couple of other co-hosts. And um, that one might be a live show because uh, we haven't done one of those in a while. But we'll just see. You know, it it's. Uh, I don't know. People say you know have asked me, do you like it more than 2018? <sighs> I don't know. To me, it's kind of one of the same, but maybe, maybe not. I I, I don't know. It, it's just I've heard a lot of people say I'm 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 continuing to watch it because I because I want to like it, and that's the other thing too. Is I want to like it too, but there's from a script and execution and storytelling perspective, it's a it's a fucking mess, and so it's hard to like. So I'm going to ask you guys, all right, take the flashback scenes out because we all know that that's going to add to our as fans, it's going to add to our like of the film. Take out the fact that if you're a blood and guts, over-the-top kill person, take that out of it. Take those two things out of it. What else is there to like about this movie? Can't be the characters. They butchered that. Can't be the amazing dialogue. They butchered that. Can't be the amazing acting. Because that was all fucked up. So my question is is to you the the Halloween Unleashed listeners to you the Halloween fans what was it about this film that makes it rank so high for you because I don't see it but we'll get into more of that next time and we'll talk to you soon on Halloween Unleashed have a happy Halloween everybody to Halloween Unleashed Be sure to download, rate, and subscribe anywhere you download your podcasts. From Apple, Google Play, Spotify, iHeartRadio, and then join our social media channels at our official Facebook page at facebook.com slash groups slash Halloween Unleashed, on Instagram at Halloween Unleashed, and on Twitter at HWeen Unleashed. Be sure to share our episodes in your horror groups on your timeline and on Instagram. We'll be back next week with an all-new episode of Halloween Unleashed.